Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is former flight attendant Jackie Montana. We will be talking to her about butt slapping, smells, and romantic connections on this episode of Pointed Questions. Do you prefer stewardess or flight attendant? Um, and why? I really, really either is fine. Um, I think I just got used to calling myself a flight attendant just because that was what was said more often, like during training. Um, I think they were trying to like make it make the jump because originally I was like, I thought, I thought of myself as a stewardess, but in training, they really drilled in that, the flight attendant thing. I don't know if they were trying to make it more like professional or, or I don't know, maybe Mm. separate the, separate it from like the idea that people have of stewardesses. I, I don't know. Is a male stewardess a steward? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did I you, guess it is the gender neutral term. Did you know anybody that was insistent on being called a flight attendant instead of being a, called a stewardess or steward? <laughs> no, no, not really. I, I didn't. Um, no, most a lot of people preferred being called uh, steward stewardesses or air hostesses, just oh. because I worked with so many older women from like the kind of like Pan Am era. Oh, so they were more old-fashioned, and they mm-hmm. liked the older terms, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, they were they were kind of stuck in that thing, and every and all of them were like, I mean, even if they were like like in their sixties or seventies, they were like so hot, like oh, they so, were like super beautiful. Yeah. So they still had it going on. Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, is this my future? Like to just be this uh, beautiful single stewardess. What airline did you work for? Um, uh, I worked for Delta. And did you do international flights? I did. Yeah. I, um, I went to just a few places um, because I was like starting out. Um, you don't really get like the good trips until you've been doing it for a while. So um, I did get to go to Paris and um, Amsterdam, which was really cool. And then Tel Aviv. I think that was my favorite. So Delta, what kind of outfit do they have the flight attendants wear Well, for the women? Do they have them wear skirts? Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of classic Pan Am style. Or were, right. was it an updated thing with pants and a polo shirt or whatever? Um, you honestly got your pick. Um, so if you wanted to wear um, the dress or the skirt, you could do that. Um, and what did you I, wear? I did. I wore the dress, like I wore, or the skirt. I wore. I usually wore like the skirt and like the blazer. Why do did you, you get pick each that? outfit? What? Do you get each outfit? No, no, you, you get like basically like a set amount of dollars and then you get to choose what, um, uniform pieces you want. And I just picked that. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I liked it. I felt like it was like the classic, like look. Uh You wanted to get the full experience and you felt like 
I got to wear the skirt because that's part of the classic <laughs> full experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was. Um, did you it think did you look? Having... Do you think it looked good on you? I I think it did. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when you fly a plane yourself, do you appreciate it when the stewardesses wear the classic outfit, or do you not care? I, you know, I do just for the sole fact that it's a requirement when you're wearing the skirt that you have to wear heels. And I know from personal experience that um, working um, a flight service in heels is awful. It sucks. It's not fun. Um, especially like um, when I did the flight to Tel Aviv, I was based out of New York. So I was living there and I was flying out of New York. And that's like a 12 hour flight. So doing that, um, standing up for 12 hours in heels serving um like a humongous plane was like not fun yeah but i mean it was it was it was just I'll, I'll we'll have to get into that too because that was a really crazy flight that was probably one of my favorites just because of the people on it or were such characters like they were just like like they gave all of us gifts a lot of people did did well, they all know each other um, I used to get jewelry all the time when I was working those flights, um, especially like the flight to Tel Aviv. I would like always get like someone would just give us jewelry or like earrings or like necklaces. Just who like the passengers. How would they bring that up? I mean, literally, I was just like serving someone like a Bloody Mary or something or I don't remember what it was. And he's like, you're... I want you to have this. Like, you're so beautiful. I want you to have this. And he gave, and I, and I was like, okay, great. And it was like some, I don't know, like something you'd see at like a flea market or something. It was nice. It was super thoughtful. So <laughs> I like accepted it like graciously. And like, I think he gave some jewelry to a couple of the other girls as well, but we used to always get gifts on those flights like a couple hours into it or just kind of early on? Um, I think it was like, well, cause typically I would work first class. And so it was like maybe during the first, like the first drink service, like once they get a couple drinks and then they're really like gracious. So it's like, they're giving jewelry, like money, like they were just Wait, like, they give you money? money into it. Yeah. Uh, how much? Well, yeah. How much um, and where, what do you mean? How it's a tip, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think so. Definitely, the most I ever got was like a hundred dollar bill, which was outrageous. Um, but I mean, I'd always worked. I've I'd always been like a bartender, um, or like a server before that. So it was like the same thing, just like in the air. So I felt like I was pretty good at it. Um, I guess I don't I don't know what would. I don't know what I did to get a hundred dollars. How but, would you do your hair? Um, I usually wore we had to wear it up for the most part. Right. If it was like past your shoulders, it had to be in an updo. So I always did it up. Did you do any specific makeup that was different than your normal makeup? Honestly, when I started <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um I I wasn't really a makeup person. I, I was very tomboyish. 
Um, and so when I started, actually, they were like, you need to put some makeup on. Like, um, and they said this to a lot of the girls. And um, at the time, God, when, so when I lived in New York and I was working as a flight attendant, I had, I was in a three bed, one bath with about 10 other flight attendants. Um, you live with, of, <clears throat> you live with 10 oh. flight attendants Yeah. in a three yeah. bedroom. Yeah. Where was this? It was in, um, Fresh Meadows in Queens. How did that end up? Um, it honestly wasn't bad. Um, how did that happen? Oh, well, so when we graduated our training, basically, um, Delta was like, okay, well you have a week to get to New York and start working. And so we were just like, we had no idea like where we were going to live or what we we're going to do. We were all broke because we'd been in training for two months and had no other jobs. And so a bunch of us just came together and were like, let's just rent out this house. Uh, and I got super lucky. I got in at the last minute um, because I, before that, I was actually staying um, at this house in Jamaica, Queens, where basically I just had like a bunk bed in a room that had like maybe four bunk beds in it. It was super sketchy. Um, so I was really happy to get into like an actual like a house where um, it felt a little more secure. But yeah, I mean, we a lot of us weren't there at the same time because we we're traveling. So it worked right. out. Yeah. Uh, how many people per room? How many um, people were in your room? Um, we had, there Three were points. four people in my room. Hmm. And yeah. it was all women or was there some male flight attendants? No, there was, there was, uh, there were two guys. So it was, right. So it was two girls and then uh, two other guys um, that were up there too. Um, but I mean, it really worked out well. I mean, we didn't have any problems or anything. There's, it was sort of, when we all got there and we were all there together, it was sort of frustrating because having that many women in a house is like sort of a nightmare, especially um, because a lot of them were like these beautiful, like sorority girls, <laughs> like super high maintenance types, but that they're the ones that taught me how to do my hair and makeup, which I'm grateful for. I guess since they were all recent, I don't know, graduates of the training were they all younger or were any of them older um everyone was it sort of spanned out i mean a lot of us were in our i would say like early to mid 20s um everyone that lived in the house was about around that age some i think there were maybe like two people in their 30s now, that lived there as well there were eight women and two men mm-hmm now, were these men gay? No. Well, one was. So one was. Oh, so I'm sorry. Okay, actually, you know what? I'm wrong. There were three men. So there were three guys. And then there was one. One, one was gay. The two straight men living with all these women, was there any kind <laughs> of sexual tension or anything like that? Um, well, one of them was dating another one. Mm-hmm. In the house, uh, girl. One of them was dating one of the girls. Did they meet in training, or in the uh, house? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
And training was super interesting because so um, we were doing it at the um, like this like training center in Atlanta. Um, so basically when you're training, they either put you in a hotel or they put you in like the dorms that are in their training facility. So I was in the dorms. And so it was like a weird kind of like pseudo college experience. Like everyone was like, um, you know, they, they didn't allow like any alcohol there. Like you couldn't stay up too late. And so everyone was sneaking around and like getting in trouble and everyone was like, studying and like hooking up the whole time hmm. and so a lot of people came out as couples mm -hmm. out of the training um because that's everyone you're seeing i guess every day so it's kind of like a college experience like huh because they're all young it, too yeah for the most yeah. part yeah and for the most part i mean they're definitely like i mean it did span because there are people in my class that were like in their 40s and 50s really as well um just not as many but they were living with you even yeah. How did mm -hmm. they get along with these younger people having such a wild time? Um, you know, I mean, I think the people that didn't want to be involved in it just kept to themselves and, and it worked out fine. And I there mean, was one bathroom. Yeah. Rent must have been cheap, yeah. It was, yeah, it was um I think we were probably each paying around I think it was two fifty or three hundred. So it wasn't bad. Were there fights because of the bathroom? No, actually, we um, we all got along really well for the most part at first. Um, so um, there were, there usually weren't fights for the bathroom, no. I mean, everyone was kind of like... People fought later? Well, a little bit. Um, About what? You... <laughs> About one of the boys that was living there? Usually, I mean, honestly, it was it was usually just like when you get young girls together in a group, they're going to find something to be mad about. I think that's just like a rule of thumb. I don't know why. Um, so, I mean, it would just be like over like you said I was fat or like you used my lipstick or like um, just something. If there was a name call like that. Did they, did, was that an exact example? Like someone said something like that to someone? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Dang. Oh, definitely. The Why? girl, it was, I don't know. It was really weird. So when I started out, um, I, I, when I was getting fitted for uniforms, it was like such a horrific experience because the lady that was doing it was like, your chest is too small your butt is too big. You are maybe this size now, but she's like, I'm not giving you this size. I'm giving you this size because I know you're going to blow up. Like once you start working and I'm just like, I was like, Oh, and I'm so, um, at that time too, cause this was years ago, I was really timid and I was super shy and non-confrontational and I was just like, Oh, okay. And so I ended up like having to get my uniform, uniform like hemmed because it was massive it was so big and so i just saw this like huge why did she say that was she confrontational or what i don't know yeah, a little bit yeah i mean it's just like i don't know do you think she was jealous of you in some kind of way or something or was she maybe i don't know why people i don't know why people say things that they say you know like maybe she was just like maybe she was just being honest and <laughs> giving her her real opinion i don't know 
Um, but yeah, it was like at the start of it, it was like, it was strange to me how, um, how much about appearance it was because it was all like, you know, everyone was talking about your weight and about makeup and like, um, like I got pulled aside one day because they were like, we're about to land and you haven't touched up your lipstick. Dang. And I'm like, yeah. So, um, so who tells you that just your, it was usually, it was so that when that, when I heard that it was like, um, when uh, what whatever flight I was on, it'd be like the head flight attendant because on every flight there's like a head. And so they're called like a purser or something. And so it was usually like a very, um, it was like some beautiful Pan Am era flight attendant or like like a, a gay man that was just like also beautiful, probably Pan Am era as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like we'd land and like I would have like smeared lipstick or something because I'm just like drinking so sodas and like eating the leftover food Wait, <laughs> the purser that's the head <laughs> flight attendant right are they hardcore sometimes um not always what's really interesting about um being a flight attendant which uh, some people don't notice like a lot of times i think you'll, you'll get on the flight and you'll see um or at least i've noticed before like i watch like the people interacting with one another and it feels super organic, like they've known each other for a long time. But every time you get on a flight, you're getting on a flight with strangers that you don't know, you've never met until like the second you stepped on the plane. Um, which, with the, but that's kind of like the, like everyone's pretty personable for the most part. Um, so sometimes they were cool sometimes they were super intense and like what was the example of an intense purser um i mean definitely that just like getting a lot of like you need to touch up your makeup okay. you need to go fix your hair um or they would just like not want did they to ever yell at you. you for it no no because like that type specifically is like the sort of like really polite refined mean like mm. like the quiet mean you know um, right that just, or kind of yeah sort of more serving looks um What's i the... did get in trouble for spilling i spilled a diet coke on sharon stone and so i did kind of get yelled at for that a little oh. bit how did Ooh, that happen i was first class doing... <laughs> yeah so it was, um, I did when, so when I was working, I did a lot of New York to LA all the time. Um, and so like, you know, we'd see celebrities on like in first class all the time. Cause it's like, like a popular flight. And I was just doing a drink service and I was really excited to see her. Um, and why is that? I, I don't know. I've just always been like a Are fan. Are you a big I've basic instinct been, fan or I, something I else? I really, Sliver? I like Basic Instinct. Yeah, Basic Instinct is great. I always thought she was uh, such a babe in it, and and I saw her, and and I so I'm like pouring her the Diet Coke, but I'm also talking to her. Um, and was she like uncrossing her legs while you were doing it, and it was kind of distracting you? <laughs> she or? was. She was. Yeah, she was giving me like the whole the whole thing, and uh, and so I was I was sort of maybe fangirling a little bit, and. 
What did you say? What did you say? Well, I couldn't stop. What was super embarrassing is I didn't, I kept referring to her as Sharon Stone to her. And so I would be like, do you need more Diet Coke, Sharon Stone? Like, it was like so awful. And I could like, it's like I was outside of my body and I could hear myself saying that. Did she laugh at that and enjoy that? (laughs) She, I don't, I think she was um, probably just used to that kind of behavior because she was really polite and, and, um, so I, I'm pouring the Diet Coke and I'm talking to her and, I, and I'm and i doing like this number where it's just like spilling on her. Whoa, so, so you just weren't paying attention to the liquid filling up the cup. It had gone past right. the cup. It had, it had gone to the side of the cup. So I'm like pouring it and we're on the plane and it's moving. And then I'm like, I start pouring uh, it and it's getting on her. How and much? I'm just like, and what is she wearing? <laughs> what is Sharon what wearing? Color? She was wearing like cream, maybe khaki, looked oh. like linen pants, Uh-oh. and like a scarf and like a matching blazer. How or much Coke? It was probably like like a quarter of the can. Twelve ounces. Wow. Oh my gosh! Um. And she <laughs> did she yelp? And wait, she was. Oh, she it, was so nice. It was she diet was, or was it regular? It was diet. It was diet code. And okay, so what happened? Did she have to call it to your attention? Uh, well, this is spilling on me or did well, you realize no. it? I think we both realized it at the same time and I'm just holding it and I froze and I was like, I just poured Diet Coke on Sharon Stone. Like, I can't believe I did. Did you say that to her like that? I I said it to myself out Uh loud and then she kind of smirked a little bit and I looked at her and I was like, I am so sorry. Like, and she, she was so nice about it. She's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's cool. She's just like wiping it off. She's like, it's not a big deal. And, um, (laughs) and I was just I mean, we ended up talking a little bit after that too because I, I just like was try- kept trying to make it up to her like by bringing her more Diet Cokes, which was the most awkward thing I could have done. So did you get um, back and like pour another one, but <laughs> did it right? Yeah, I did. Nice. Do you yeah. feel like maybe accidentally spilling on her made it so that you got to talk to her more and that she became even more friendly towards you? That you know, maybe that was my maybe that was like my like plan the whole time and i had subconsciously realize it yeah was she with by herself she was by herself yeah mm-hmm. going to new york what yeah, year was this? um she was going to la what year is it uh it was a while ago it was because i was okay i was a flight attendant when i was like what 23 so that was like seven years ago so it was like 2013 2014 yeah. So, okay, what's the relationship like between the captain and the flight attendants? The pilots, um, the pilots and the... <laughs> the pilots. Um, it is true. Um, the pilots, some of them are pretty cool and they don't talk to you a lot, but that whole stereotype of like the pilots being like super horn dogs uh, and trying to hit on flight attendants is very true. Really? Yeah, it's but, so true. But what about um, the get into it. what about the yeah, get into it, but also what about the sort of conception of a pilot being very suave as well? And you know, does the voice match the man cuz we don't really get to see the pilot as much anymore, but when you hear a man say, 
we're flying over Nevada right now, and you can see the crater. And, you know, he has this very <laughs> soothing voice. Is that kind matched like, the yeah. kind of man that is, or is it a front or what? Sometimes it does. Um, some, I mean, I, I've met, like, a few captains that were, or pilots that were, were pretty suave. Like, um, You were attracted to them. No, I was, I was, I was honestly never into any pilots ever. They were, um, usually just because they're so sleazy. Like they were, they were always a great deal older than I was at the time because I was about, yeah, 23, 20 when I started. And so, um, so I wasn't, it wasn't really my thing, but yeah, it doesn't always match the man for the most part. They're just like regular dudes, just like with this complex that mm. they're like really cool because they can fly a plane. Talk about the ones that were sleazy. Um, it was always... Did they ever do any double entendres or any puns? You <laughs> uh, you know, kind of some innuendos using I... a plane terminology <laughs> or airplane terminology? I'm sure they did. and I And I regret more than anything that I can't think of a single one right now. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. Um, the it's funny because the so whenever we did flights, for the most part, sometimes you just do the flight, but a lot of the time you get to have a layover in the city you're going to. Um, and the sleaziest pilots were always on the Vegas layovers every time. I don't know if they picked those flights or you know or what, but um, at that point. When I started working as a flight attendant, all everyone does is drink. You can't do anything else. You're getting drug tested constantly. Um, and I don't know. And so everyone's just drinking constantly. On the not flight? On the pl- not on the flight. You shouldn't do that on the flight. But Some people, people do. People and do. You, and you've done it once. I, I've maybe done it once, but, yeah. you know... Um, but you know (laughs) but yeah so that's what you do is you drink and so um i remember there's this one guy who was a pilot on our flight um i i would go down to the bar and like maybe go get a drink before i'd go out um and just kind of see what was going on in town and i remember this guy was telling me stories about like the good old days like back in the in like the 70s when he first started flying and how he would always go skinny dipping with the hottest flight attendants and just like really living out his glory days and he just like he was i could tell he was like sort of trying to get and veer it in that direction where he was being like more suggestive and he kept buying me drinks but i like i could drink like for someone that was as small as i was and like at my age like i i basically just like exclusively drink scotch meat all the time um and so he he all night would just like was buying me drinks i guess just in hopes that i would get like drunk enough to hang out or whatever and um and then i'd just be like okay cool thanks for the drinks like i'm gonna go gamble now and like good night like have a good one like take care um and so that was fun because um because uh, they're always so willing to just like buy you more drinks and do you get to go into the cockpit or did you get to go into the cockpit i did i did on my 
It is cool. I did it on my first flight um, when we were flying over the Grand Canyon, actually. And so I got to see that it's way cooler in the front because it's just like the whole, it's like a bigger window, obviously. Um, and how many, it, it is, it's amazing. How many it's people really are in beautiful. the cockpit? Two. Just two. And then are they having a good time in there? It's really quiet. I don't know what they could be doing in there. Um, Did you ever see any female pilots? I, not a lot. I, I've seen a few, maybe like, I think my whole, my whole year working as a flight attendant, I probably saw like two, maybe two. It was usually men. Have they ever flirted with you in the, in the pit? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no kidding. While during a flight? Yeah. Oh what do they say? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, one of them asked if I wanted to sit on their lap. And steer the, I, I, or whatever, <laughs> and hold the. Yeah, he's like, you want to get, you know, like, he's like, you want to take a little a seat right here and, uh, and you My know, get, get the best view. He's like, best view in the house right here. <laughs> Oh my um, gosh. Are social dynamics more frozen in time in the skies? I think I think kind of um there's like a there's like because that. there's a demand demanded level of professionalism that I think just kind of like coincides with like this more old school approach yeah um so so maybe a bit yeah it's, it does seem like a little um yeah like stuck in time like kind of like rewound like you get up there and it's like especially especially when i was working like those uh you typically like international flights like to paris and like you know, everybody's like smacking you on the on on the ass when you're walking up the aisle. That happened. It happened. Um, well, so really? on every international flight, Wait, from the, yeah, from the uh, customer for well, customers from the passengers, <laughs> My um, the pilots. Oh, the pilots yeah. would do it too. Yeah. Would yeah. other I mean, well, they're attendants? usually not out. They're usually like in in the cockpit. So. It was typically it was typically pa um, passengers um, because on every, so on every flight there is um, on an international flight there's there will be like one um, like a, a speaker of like the language so there's like a French speaker on the flight to Paris and I was I remember getting on and I was like um, what's like one thing I'm gonna need to know how to say for this flight and they're like ne touche pas. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, it means don't touch me. And mm -hmm. so I like kind of laughed it off and I was like, oh, okay. And then I realized like I did need to know how to say it for sure. Did because... you find that the flight to Paris had more butt pats than usual? <laughs> yeah, it did for sure. And do you suppose that they were French people or French men who were doing that? They were definitely French men, yeah. So you would say that... <laughs> French men, in your experience, were more likely to pat your butt. Um, I would. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna say yes. Um, the French are very. Um, 
I mean, it's a, like, you know, a romantic, I don't know if I'd say romantic, honestly. It's a very passionate city. Did you hate getting pat on the butt or was there any part of you that liked it? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't invited, that's for sure. But honestly, so before that, I had worked um, as a server and like a bartender and for forever. And so that was sort of the culture there, um, especially where I was working in Atlanta. It was like, we were expected to be like, you know, in mini skirts and like short shorts and like sort of like, that was like your hustle to like make more money. Um, and so transitioning into something that was more professional was interesting. Um, and when things like that happened, I was sort of just like, should I just like, is this like, so I just like let, I should just let it happen. Right. Cause like this, like, like the thing, but um, I wouldn't say I liked it. I didn't really mind that much really. Like, I, I guess I didn't care. But did it ever get to go too far and you had to tell somebody, like, come on now, stop it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or I mean, tell like your a, boss like or a, like a snack, like I would turn around and be like, hey, you know, like you get one of these. If it's like consistently happening, I did get grabbed like around the waist My a few goodness. times. Wait, on um, the plane or on the at the bar that you worked at? On the plane. Oh, I mean, at the bar as well, but on the plane. Yeah. Jeez. They were sitting down mm -hmm. and they grabbed your waist. Yeah. And what did you Is say? Is this in Sid first class, by the way, all this? Um, I mean, it was sort of like generally, I mean, f first class sometimes. Did you notice I mean, behavior? The whole plan. Did you notice behavioral or personality differences between first class and coach? Um, first class, I mean, it just depended on, it really depends on the person because some people were just there to relax and they were very polite and professional and then other people were entitled did you feel that there are entitled people, though, in the economy as well? Yeah, there are entitled people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. so they were you, definitely... You didn't find that there was a more of a higher likelihood for one way or the other, depending on which class they were in? It depends on the flight. Um, because, okay, like, let's say, like, on the flight to Tel Aviv, everyone on the flight was awful. Like, I mean, they're great, but everyone was like super entitled i mean i specifically remember someone telling me like we're god's chosen people like we need this now and i was like i'm here for it like it's fine wow um yeah um did you there's really nothing like nothing like new york jews on their way to to israel back to the motherland it's it's really a beautiful experience did people ever pat your butt or slap it in a it was pretty hard and it kind of hurt <laughs> it was never hard no okay it's usually like it, playful pats or did they ever slap it and like growl at you or no <laughs> or just growl on its own no touch <laughs> i i definitely got growled at on the flight to paris How they growled it, at you what kind of growl was it <laughs> I, I don't know did it sound like a french chef Yes. And the growl sounded like a French chef. Yeah. Why? Um. Could you do like an example? Could you do like a? Well, like did it a... sound something like this? Like, 
Yes, something that's like that. exactly what it sounds like. Oh my gosh, Brian. I just, well, the reason I would think that a French chef sounds like that is because a French chef sort of sounds like, you know, like that, right? And then you, but, the, but it's a growl version of that would sound like this or something like that, right? Yeah. So you, ex- oh, yeah. Ex- wow, you experienced that. So did anybody try to do inappropriate stuff on the plane? Not to you, but to each other. Oh, Sex- yeah. Sexual definitely. things. You know. Yeah. Oh, it was like, oh, so it was like, we loved it when people would like sneak into the bathrooms. And? Um, and like, you know, like, you know, people are trying to join the Mile High Club and like hook up in the bathroom. And you, I'm like, I'm not going to stop anyone from doing that. You I'm saw gonna... couples go into the bathroom? And you turned it on. Oh, around. yeah. Yeah, totally. And what did, you hear? did the bathroom look like? after they left it, it looked about the same uh, did you he- could you hear anything well or- you know you don't realize like um i mean it's pretty loud on a plane because you i mean just like the sound of it in general and then like everything going on and like people talking or like i don't know so i mean you you couldn't really hear it it's like it's like a super loud like air conditioner basically right did you right. ever try to listen um, maybe once or twice, but I mean, uh, I don't want to be like, a. what kind of stuff did you like, hear? Um, <laughs> I mean, usually they were pretty good about being quiet, but every now and then like a, like a moan would escape the, into the airspace. And did people like, hear it? Um, I mean, we did just because it was usually closer to the back, like where all the flight attendants are. By the way, were most um, of the flight attendants pretty um, allowing of this, or pr- pretty lenient about this kind of you behavior? Know, again, it really just depends. Like usually, the head—if the head person knew—then they would not be okay with it. Um, I never cared, just because I'm like, I feel like, why would I stop that? It feels weird. It, it would it. be weird for me to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't affect me at all. And then like, oh, cool. And they had like a good time. Like they had a great flight. You know, it's important. Customer service is good. You want to take that, you know. Does everybody uh, know when this happens? Like all of, does all the other attendants know? Uh, yeah, we definitely tell each other because there's phones. So there's phones like um, on both ends and you can call the, the front and like call and be like, hey, this couple just went into the bathroom. Do you know if... People go in there and do solo aviator edition or <laughs> I would imagine kind of an so. arch barker. I mean, That's an arch barker joke, by the way. I just want to give credit where <laughs> credit to due. But no, did did you know if that happened ever? I didn't know if it happened. Um I mean people do spend sometimes people do spend a long time in there, but I I guess I never really um thought about what they were doing or Well it could be poo poo too, right? Yeah, it could. It could be both. Did people ever explode all over the place? I'm talking poo-poo here. Um, Did you ever go into a bathroom and just think what happened? <laughs> like what could have even... No, luckily that never happened. Um, there were times like, um, like, okay, so like when I was doing flights, I used to do flights to Haiti really often. And... Um, I 
so it's just different there. Like the, I guess in, in Haiti, like the plumbing, you know, like maybe the, the, the plumbing isn't as good. And so the people weren't, people weren't flushing their toilet paper. So like they would just like wipe, but then just like leave it on the floor or, um, <laughs> or it would just be like in the trash. And so like, that was a big thing would be like, so that was like, but again, I guess it's just like a cultural thing. Like they were like scared that they would like maybe clog the toilet. So they didn't want to put it in there and they couldn't read like the placards and everything. So, um, whenever that happened, I usually just put a bag in there. So they would just put it in the bag instead of on the floor. Hmm. Uh, and that seemed to solve it. Hmm. Um, for the most part. did anyone ever vomit on you? No one ever vomited on me. Uh, a baby spit up on me once because I actually had to hold this woman's baby for a second. Um, Did you ever, baby spit. were you ever on a flight that had severe turbulence that made you scared for your life? Um, yeah, actually. So there was one instance, I think it was a flight to maybe like Miami or Fort Lauderdale where we had to, um, we had a depressurization. So basically what happens is there's like, like a semi leak. Um, mm. And so um, we're, you know, we're trained to be able to pick up on that. So like you just start getting really dizzy. Um, and then you're like, you, 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 it's like almost like being high, which is, which is weird, you know, cause you're, you don't realize that it's really subtle. Well, you actually are high like, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, you're kind of like going, you're kind of a little loopy. And so, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, I mean, we had to like deploy the masks, like the oxygen masks and make sure that they were on. And like, um, I mean, there were a few times we had bad turbulence as well, but you just have to make sure that, um, what sucks is when you have the cart, like with the drink cart, cause it's super heavy. And so when there's turbulence, um, you can't, you have to make sure you're not letting go of it. So you have to put like your whole body on it and like brace yourself on like the seats. Cause if you let that thing go, it's just, it could kill someone like flying down an aisle. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Were kids um, a lot of trouble? Uh, for the most part, they were good. Um, when I started, I got like the undesirable flight, which was basically um, Orlando all summer. So it was just like families coming back from Disney World um, and like with their babies and kids. And so, I mean, they were usually pretty good, but there were definitely a lot of times that there's like kids kicking the seats or like running around. Um, I don't know. I'm really good with kids, so I never really had a problem with it. Did you ever have to slap somebody from doing something inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Um, just just when they touched my my butt. You did slap them. I slapped their hand away. Uh huh. But they liked yeah. that. Yeah. Probably. They. I think they probably. You never slapped somebody's like little... face or something like that. No, no, not ever. You have to just try and be as professional as possible. I mean, you definitely ever, can't slap anyone. What was the most difficult passenger you ever had to deal with? Hmm. I think it was this woman. So it was, there's a, this woman whose children were being really just like unruly. Like, so this guy 
there's a guy that was coming home. He had just finished his uh, tour in, in, I don't know, maybe he was maybe in like Iraq. Um, and so he was finally coming home and he was super exhausted. And like these kids kept kicking his seat for like this whole, like it was like a six hour flight. And so they kept kicking the back of his seat and screaming. And so I just let him come hang out in the back with us. And I just kept giving him like booze the whole flight. And I was like, it's fine. You know, just like go sit somewhere else if you want. And so I went up to this woman and I was like, Hey, did he complain um, to you by the way? Did he say, Hey, they're he doing did, Yeah. Did, did he, he do that in front of her or did he go to, no. the, he went to the back or whatever? Yeah. He came to the back. And so I was, what did he say? Did he say, Hey, look, I just got back from Iraq. I got these kids banging me here and I just, well, he was, he just seemed really frustrated. So I asked, like, I just asked what was wrong and like why he was standing up in the back. And so we just okay. got to talking about it, it. And, and he, yeah. So then you went up to the woman and you said, look. So I went up to the woman and I was, I tried to be as polite as possible because I, people, when it comes to people's kids, like they're, they get really touchy about it. And so I was like, Hey, you know, excuse me. Um, you know, the kids are so cute. Um, you know, I'm just wondering like if there's any way that maybe we could get them to just settle down a little bit. Um, yeah, it seems like maybe a few of the other passengers are, are a bit um, bothered by it. And she totally blew up on me and she started screaming and she was like, you want me to control my kids? She's like, you can't control kids. And I was like, I, I think you can. Like, I think that's like kind of the point of like <laughs> parenting is to, to manage them. And, um, so I was just like really putting my foot in my mouth at that point too, because I was just like, what do you mean? Like, you can definitely do that. Like, is your flight attendant personality different than your normal personality? Um, do you go into a different mode? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like anything like you would in service. Um, I was definitely n nicer. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, it came really naturally to me because I've like always just been sort of like in that environment, like the sort of like service industry side of things. Um, but I mean, I was, I tried right. to be more professional. Um, well, how about this? Did anyone ever try to masturbate on the plane, not in the bathroom, <laughs> but just in their seats? I did see, actually, I did see someone doing that once, like, under their sweater, and I didn't know what to do about it. It really scared me, so I just kind of, like... Was just... that first class, or...? <laughs> no, it was, it was like, maybe more towards the back of the plane. What did Was someone um, sitting next to them? No, he was by himself in the, in the row, and so, I don't know. I mean, like, I tried not to look for too long and I didn't want to make the assumption that he was just masturbating on a flight as people like when people get on planes, they get so weird. They start acting like they're home. Like they take their shoes off and like mm. put their feet on other people. And like this yeah. guy's masturbating into his hoodie. And like, um, How I, do you, I, <laughs> when does you, anyone start smoking cigarettes on the plane? No. Um, just without asking. No, um, but there are ashtrays still. So every plane still has ashtrays 
um, just because you have to have them in case someone does decide to smoke, you have to have a place to put them out. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What about vaping? How did you crack down on vaping? Um, people didn't vape. I mean, you're not, you're not allowed to vape on a plane. Um, I think people, but people probably, do it all the time, right? Well, well th maybe that was seven years ago. Maybe nowadays they do. Yeah. I never saw anyone. More. Yeah. Right. Like, well, they sneak it. They try to sneak it. it. I think. Right. Don't they? Um, I mean, I feel like I saw some vape clouds coming out of the bathroom a few times. Um, but I mean, I guess if it's not setting off anything and it's not bothering anyone. Have you ever seen three people in the bathroom at once? <laughs> no, I wish that'd be a great story. And has the uh, pilot ever, you never seen him go into the bathroom I've with anyone? Seen the, no, I never saw a pilot go into the bathroom. What were you about to say then? Flight what? attendants? You you were about to say something. I've seen what? Um, no, I've just, I mean, I've seen people go in there together. I've never seen a pilot go in with, with the with the flight attendant. No. Did you ever see flight attendants go into the bathroom together? Mm. I did once. And also on longer flights, we have um, like, okay, like again, like the flight to Tel Aviv is, a, it, we did it in a 747, which is a huge plane. It has like, it's like a double decker. Uh, and so in that plane, since it's uh, so, such a long flight too, we have like this secret room that has beds in it. Hmm. So like you can actually go and like some planes have it and you can go in there and like sleep. And so there's like maybe like four bunks. Like, oh. And um, I definitely walked in on some flight attendants hooking up once in one of those. Um, what does that mean? Well, hooking was up? There... Like they were, ha they were having sex in the, in the, cabin area or what, like whatever what, did, what was the, were they fully naked what was it and what yeah what kind <laughs> of position were they in yeah. i mean the spaces are really small so it like from what i could see like it was kind of dark but from what i could tell it looked like like maybe like the girl was laying down and the guy was behind her but he was like fully nude they're really they weren't fully nude no um, because it is a shared space. So I guess, um, and we're all supposed to go on like a schedule. Um, are the flight attendants allowed to sleep or no? Yeah. Well, only if it's like a, like if it's like a, a super long flight, like if it's like, I think between like eight or no, if it's like 10 to 12 hours, then you get to sleep. Did you enjoy being in the air for that long? Um, I mean, I guess I didn't really mind it. It was just like working any other job. Um, in order to do that job or even want to do that job, you have to be fine with being in kind of enclosed spaces and and also well, being up in the air or whatever, right? Honestly, when I started, um, I was really scared of flying. Like, I didn't do it often and I was really freaked out by it. Why did you um, want to be a flight attendant? I just wanted, I mean, I wanted to travel and, um, I wanted, so like when you, when you're a flight attendant, you're basically like your family gets to fly for free. And so I wanted my mom to be able to travel, um, cause she's from Romania and it's really expensive to fly. And so I thought it would be cool if she could just go whenever she wanted. That's sweet. Yeah. And so it, it did take some getting used to, um, it was really scary at first. Did you get anxiety? Yeah. 
So I did, I did get anxiety and honestly, so before I started working as a flight attendant, I mean, I would like smoke weed sometimes, you know, to decompress. Right. And so working as a flight attendant, that was something I couldn't do. And so, uh, I guess typically I'd use it to treat my anxiety before that. And then now I was like, well, what do I do now for my anxiety? So I went to a doctor and I actually, um, this guy was crazy. I had the worst doctor ever. He was like this old Russian guy. Anytime I went in there, he would just prescribe me like really heavy things. Like I'd be like, I think I have a cold. And he's like, oh, well, here's promethazine and codeine. And then maybe take some Xanax. And I'm like, okay. And so I went in saying I had anxiety and he gave me a prescription of Xanax, um, which did not work for me at all because I, I ended up taking it on the plane once and I was just crazy. Like I was like having too much fun. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Did you ever see a passenger get too drunk? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what do they do? I mean, there's just something about it. I don't know if it's like the pressurized air or what it is, but you get pretty drunk on planes. Um, Did you ever see a flight attendant or even a pilot get drunk? I mean, there are definitely oh times God. when I thought I could smell something on someone's breath. For a pilot? Sure. Um, yeah. I mean... Oh, dear. You know, it's like, especially when you're like on a layover and you're just like, I, you, I saw you at the bar at three this morning, you know, so, um, but. Did that scare you? The idea of a drunk pilot? No, um, most of it is automated. Honestly, it's like, they're just there right. as like a backup, you know, so it's. You've got the air traffic controllers on the grounds that are just like telling them what to do and like where to go. And um, for the most part, it's like almost autopilot and like maybe they have to press a few buttons, but I think they're just kind of like hanging out. When you came off the plane and you had your little wheeling bag or whatever, you know, they you mm -hmm. have, you probably had that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Your luggage, I guess, right? Yeah. Did you feel like a kind of a superstar? Is there an, el an I element? I did. I really, honestly, I really did. Um, <laughs> um, especially like I loved living in New York. I loved working out of JFK. It, it was, it was really exciting to just like strut down in your uniform and like your heels. And like, I usually would always just like listen to something crazy too. Like I'd be like, I'd have my headphones in and I'd be playing like Bella Kuti or like, Led Zeppelin in my headphones, just like mm. strutting down the, the airport. Um, so yeah, it was cool. I mean, do you think the glamour of the sixties and seventies of being a flight attendant still exists today? I, I think, I think it does, but I don't think it does necessarily for American airlines. Um, like not that company, but airline companies airlines. in general. Oh, right. Just American Airlines in general. Um, you see it. You see that glamour in like uh, Korea Air. Mm -hmm. Those girls like being a flight attendant in Korea is like being a supermodel. And so it's really 
highly revered. Also, like those girls are fighting over who gets to sleep with the pilot because it's like a rite of passage and it's like whoever does is like the boss. So you would see the girls, you'd see like the pilot for Korea Air walking and then all the girls walking in like a line behind him just giggling with their hands over their mouths and like How do you know this? Um I mean we I used to hang out with like all the different airlines because we get put into a lot of the same hotels did you form some strong friendships between flight attendants yeah um there are people that i still talk to to this day that are like my best friends um i met a lot of i mean the most fun girls ever were probably um emirates and like uh london air um because especially like when you're working for London Air, like here you have to be 21 to be a flight attendant. In London, you only have to be, I guess, 18. And so when they would come to America for a layover, they couldn't buy alcohol. And so they'd be like, hey, do you think you could get us some bottles? And we're like, yeah, whatever. You know, um, Did I you... guess technically <laughs> what? giving minors alcohol, but um, I'm not admitting to giving minors alcohol. <laughs> When you would explore cities that you were um, laying over in or whatever, did you explore the cities by yourself or did you go out with other flight attendants? I usually went alone, um, you know, because for the most part, a lot of the people I flew with would be older um, and they just wanted to like sit in their hotel room or they'd already been there a million times. So they weren't as um, excited about it. Um, so usually I went out alone. I mean, I, I made it like sort of, um, like a ritual thing that like every new city I'd go to, I would find like a cool jazz bar, like a karaoke bar. And then I would just go there and get completely tanked by myself and do karaoke and make a a huge ass out of myself. Um, and it was so fun. It was, it was fun. And I never cared. I didn't know anyone. Um, so I just got to really like, yeah. Did you ever meet people in these cities that you would spend time in? Yeah. Um, would there be romantic connections? Um, I had one, I, I had like a few flings like here and there. Um, when I, when I really first started doing it, it was like sort of like when Tinder first came out. And so I was like, okay, well, if I'm in like a new city, I guess like this is like a a good way to meet someone to just hang out with. Um, I found out really quickly it is not a not the best way, especially not in. It was a nightmare in Paris. I mean, like the messages were so horrifying and depraved that I was just like, I'm just gonna go out by myself. Wow. Um. But yeah, I mean, I usually, I mean, I had a couple of flings. I actually, I dated a guy I met in first class once for maybe like a month or so. That's um, what I was going to ask you is that, did you ever, yeah, connect romantically with any passengers? And you did. I did once. Um, it was, it was, it was okay. How I did mean, that happen? Um, I mean, it was just sort of that whole like exchanging of, glances and then like I think I think he like slid me his number or something like as he was getting off and um wait what did this guy look like he looked like was he wearing a suit 
He was wearing a suit. Um, well, what was his job? I don't know. I have no idea. Did he, but did part of him being attractive was that he was in first class or did that not matter really? No, oh, I did, it didn't matter at all. He was just, um, I don't know. I mean, he was cute. I think he like reminded me of like, maybe like Zach Morris or something. Mm. Like a modern Zach Morris and it it was we we hung out a few times and um it just you know it just wasn't a thing that I wanted to pursue anymore and and does it happen often that flight attendants connect like that with passengers? I don't know if it is and I don't know if we're supposed to, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know I would I would imagine so like um I mean it's very like movie like for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like but um yeah, I mean it did with me once. So I I would think that it that it happened to to others for sure. Do flight attendants smoke on the plane sometimes secretly? No. <laughs> they don't. No. No, you can't you cannot get away like like so, like actually smoking? Yeah. No. Okay, what about food? I mean, is there nasty stuff that happens with the food or what? No, um, the food for the most part is fine. Do you Um, love the food? I, well, it was cool, like, um, especially international flights because there's a huge spread. You get, you have to do like a ton of different services. And so it would just be like breads and cheeses and wine and like whatever didn't get eaten. You could just take, um, so that was fun. I mean, because we would go home with bottles of wine and like tons of like fancy cheeses. And is that why that woman who was fitting you said you're going to blow up? Is because <laughs> you do have access to a lot of food when you're a flight attendant? I think it may have been. Um, also, it, and she was right. I did gain weight. I did because I never had time to eat anything except for at the airport. So I would just go like hit up Shake Shack and then like get on a flight somewhere, you know, um, cause you're just eating like airport food. And like, when we started, we were all so broke, we couldn't even afford food. So we were just like, um, everyone had like peanuts, pretzels and cookies and like mini liquor bottles. Our house was full of it. Just like, so we were just like eating like Biscoff for like two weeks. You get paid only the time that you're in the air, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't include being on the tarmac. No. Yeah, it doesn't include uh, any of the loading time or boarding. Um, it only includes, like, yeah, airtime. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think everything, it, like, all comes out in the wash. Like, you know, it's, um, they're they're paying pretty well for the most part, and, um, I mean, I, I, I guess it didn't really bother me. Like sometimes if we had like super long waits where we're like on the tarmac for like hours because of a holdup, it did get pretty frustrating. Um, when's the longest time you had to be on the tarmac? I think, I feel like the longest is probably about three hours. Really? Yeah. And you're just sitting there um, thinking, I'm not making money right now. Mm-hmm. Are all the flight attendants pretty upset about that when that happens? 
Yeah, I mean, because everyone's just, I mean, you know, like the passengers are ready to get off, but like we were really ready to get off because we just wanted to go be off work, you know, and like the whole time you're like, you have to keep up these appearances and like, and keep everyone in check and, and, you know, you're working. Is there any kind of rivalry between different airlines? um, Uh, Between the flight (laughs) attendants, that is, you know. uh, I feel like... I feel like Delta people would be like sort of neck and neck with um, Alaska Air. Um, Just because uh, because Alaska Air was always like the best, like they always got rated the best. And so um, people would take that really personally and just be like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And then I, I met a lot of people that didn't like Southwest, but I loved the Southwest girls because they were the most fun. They were like, everyone was like the craziest, trashiest, like most fun person to party with ever. Um, and, you know, it's like those, it's like you get on a flight and like this girl has like ripped pantyhose and she's hungover. And, and it's just like, that's who I want to hang out with. Who's the most uptight you know? airline? I think, honestly, I feel like Delta really is super uptight. Um, Emirates, for sure. Oh, Southwest was the most laid back. Yeah, Southwest like um, was definitely really laid back. Like it's just just as far as how they run as like a company, I feel like was more relaxed. Um, I mean, it's not like a great, I mean, I, I don't really have any issue flying with them. You got into it because you thought it'd be a good opportunity to travel and get, you know, yeah. make it so that your family members could travel. After doing it for a year, you left. Why? Right. Honestly, I just didn't feel like it was for me. Um, I I was always around like the lifestyle of it was interesting because it wasn't a job. It was a lifestyle. And I mean, everyone that I was with was like really high maintenance and like beautiful and all about appearance and super vapid. And I've never been that way. Um, but I started, there was this one day that I noticed that I was starting to act like that. And, and I thought it was so ugly. I, I was like looking at someone and I was like thinking, I was like, she should not be wearing that. And then I went, ew, like, I was like, I can't believe I just thought that about someone. And like, I'm saying that while I'm holding like a $300 purse. And I was just like, this sucks. Like, I hate this. This is awful. Um, And I don't know. I just like, I didn't feel like a person. I felt like a beautiful shell. And it just, I, I miss my family. I miss like, um, I don't know. The traveling was cool, but then I, at the same time, like I was always doing it alone. Like I didn't really have the option of doing it with someone else. So it was a, it was a combination of things that just sort of made me feel like it wasn't for me. So do you think flight attendants are vapid or do you think that flight attendants are empty too? Um, and superficial. I think some people are, again, it's just like, it's just the individual. When you um, said, oh, that woman shouldn't be wearing that, uh, who was that woman? What was she wearing? <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was, it, I mean, I was just out. It was, 
I feel like I remember it being a tube top. I want to say it was a tube top. Um, I don't, I can't remember what she looked like. I just remember feeling like really bad for saying it. Why like, did right you have away. the $300 purse and how did that relate to you being a flight attendant? Um, I mean, it's just like the girls that I was around, especially the girls I was living with were just all about appearances and like name brands. And so I would always hang out with them and, you know, we'd go out shopping in New York and it's like, they would kind of make fun of me if I didn't get the stuff, you know? Um, and so I guess I was just trying to fit in and like at some point it's like you, you sort of start to become like who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't like who I was surrounding myself with. Are you still friends with any of them? Um, I'm friends with one person. I'm friends with two people that I lived with. Um, they're really great. And I think one of them, one of them is still a flight attendant. And the other one is not anymore, but, um, but yeah, the other ones. Did you ever come across any 30 year vet? I mean, you did, I guess, right. You came across 30 plus year vets, right? Flight attendants. Definitely. Were they nicer? Were they not so welcoming towards fresh meat? Honestly, a lot of people weren't. They were like, especially the women, um, because like it was just sort of like a pattern you'd see where like these people have been flight attendants for forever. They're single. They never settled down. They never got married. They never had children. Not that anyone needs to do that. But, um, you know, they just seemed really bitter about it. And then it's like, and they were over it. They didn't care about, there wasn't any excitement. And so I was like, just like, um, I was so pumped every time I went anywhere. Like, it didn't matter if I was going to Omaha. I was like, fuck yeah, we're going to Omaha. Like, sorry. Um, but, That's okay. I, you know, I was excited, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like people would just be like, okay, like, just wait. And like, I literally got told like, just wait till you're my age, single, don't have anybody traveling alone. And I'm like, that sounds kind of great. It sounds kind of awesome. I don't know why you're not having a good time. Um, but ultimately but yeah, she was right though. Kind of. I mean, even after a year, you sort of felt that a little bit. I did. I did. Not, not no, exactly, that, that's true. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do like traveling alone. I typically do travel alone, but, uh, I mean, I was just doing it all the time, you know? So I was always by myself. Um, it did get a little bit lonely, uh, at times. So I couldn't imagine having that be my life forever. Okay. But do you still cherish the experience you had doing it? Yeah, of course. Like, what was the craziest character on Tel Aviv? Uh, man, I did. I'm, I, I met, so I actually did use I used Tinder. I, I talked to some guy on Tinder that I was like going to go meet up with and have drinks with because when I went to Tel Aviv the first time, <clears throat> it was in the middle of a ceasefire and we had to have this huge meeting and they were like, you're not allowed to leave your hotel. It's not safe right now. Um, you can't even go to the pool. And this was like summer in, in Tel Aviv, which is beautiful. I mean, the whole city is amazing. And so 
we get there and I'm just like, well, I'm not doing that. And so I left like, I like right away. I like, I was like, I'm going to find someone to hang out with who can show me around and we'll do that. And so I meet this guy and, uh, he ended up having the, like, he's <laughs> this like really strange high pitched, like almost bore at like voice. Um, that was really off-putting and he was like three feet tall which whatever it's fine like but it was just like really hilarious package of a person and so uh you know he kept buying me all these drinks and I was just kind of like not feeling it and I was like well thanks for you know this like I'm gonna go and he kept like pushing it and he's like we make sex. And I was like, no, like, we're not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, well, we, we are in Tel Aviv. Like we make sex now. I'm sorry. I'm doing that impression of him. <laughs> um, and, and it was crazy. And I was like, no, dude, we're good. And so I ended up saying goodbye and I'm walking my hotel and he actually, like, I noticed him a couple blocks back, oh. like walking behind me. And so I was like, I didn't know what to do. I like go into a McDonald's. And so I'm trying to talk to people in there and like tell them, I'm like, Hey, can I like hang out with you? This guy's like over here. Um, and everyone's acting like they don't speak English and no one would talk to me. And uh, actually it was the same time. There's like, for some reason, like per like Paris's spring break was happening and they were all in Tel Aviv. I guess there's a lot of, Parisians that have vacation homes so there. So while people are trying to pretend to not speak English, they're also slapping you on the butt and stuff. And... They're slapping me on the butt. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to order from this McDonald's and also how to like get rid of this guy. Um, but I did end up meeting um, a girl. I met like a French girl there, and so I end up talking to her. She's like, "You can hang out with me, um, like all night, and we can we'll just go to this club and." Uh, so you can get rid of this guy. So I guess eventually like he just like saw I was with someone else and he, he dipped off and then a huge fight broke out in the middle of the McDonald's. Um, right. As I was about to get up to the register, a huge fight. I mean, like literally everyone in the McDonald's just started fighting. They got up on the counters. Um, they were all like just teenage French kids. Like, and it was crazy. And then the people behind the counters came up and they started fighting too. <laughs> And they just kicked everyone out. Um, and um, I just hung out with this French girl well, all night. Okay, that that's interesting. I, I, what I was really asking was, what was the, the craziest character that was on the Tel Aviv flight? You know, because you oh, said the there flight. was there, oh god, there were so like you um, said there were a lot of characters on there. Right, right. Sorry. Um, this probably the jewelry guy. Ah. He was really great. He was like this big. It was like a big dude, like a Buddha body, like really hairy chest with like his open shirt. And like, I saw him a couple times and he would always give me jewelry um, uh, and try to invite us back to his place. Like, and he was like, I mean, he was really friendly. And I mean, I kind of, I really enjoyed having him on my flights because he was so jolly and like friendly and like always drunk and like gave us presents. Like, um mm. so i mean it was cool he was i can't i wish i could remember his name but he was like i think he was actually a jeweler like in tel aviv or maybe even new york and like he was just visiting back but 
he was definitely the biggest character. He was like kind of like um like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, but like fatter mm-hmm. and 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 happier. You ever uh, you ever get on a flight and they take off and you kind of you're looking around and you're like, oh my god, is that Jenny and Jimbo? Like, do you know some people that are on the flight? Oh. <laughs> like personally? Yeah. yeah. Um. So. <laughs> or an ex. I saw, or I saw um, Blondie. I'll explain who Blondie is. I saw Blondie on a flight first class. Deborah Harry. From like. Just kidding. I, I know what you meant. No. I know. I know what you meant. So. Um. So in Atlanta, there's this place called the Claremont Lounge, and it's like super famous to everyone there um basically it's just like this cash only um bar but there are strippers there but all the strippers are like 60 plus and it's very weird and niche and it's super fun and blondie is like a legend to us and she always like crushes beer cans with her boobs and like has like these tassels that like nipple tassels that light on fire and so i've spent a lot of nights there where I saw Blondie and I saw her on one of my flights and I was like so excited to see her because it was like this really weird piece of home um on on a flight um so that was really cool that was really the only person I ever actually saw that I knew personally um I did see like celebrities like I'd see like MC Hammer um which like he like booked the flight as mc hammer like not even his real name which was hilarious because i I looked at the flight like registrar and it was mc hammer um (laughs) and then uh god what's that he's like a preacher like a reverend i can't no al sharpton oh uh he was really strange he actually just sat and watched videos of himself the whole time on his really phone. focused on his computer oh did you ever have um, trouble with people not turning off their cell phones mm, of course yeah yeah but i mean i didn't really enforce it like nobody really does so what's like, the deal what's up with that does it matter i don't think so i honestly don't think it really makes a difference i think like maybe it used to like maybe you could block the signals um but once you get up in the air you don't have you lose signal anyway, so I don't I don't really see it being a problem. Do flight attendants try to use their cell phones and stuff when they're not supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> What's the definitely. naughtiest things you saw flight attendants do? I mean, definitely that couple that was hooking up. Right. Uh, on the flight, I mean. How I'm often s- do you get tested for drugs? It's random. Oh, it's random. Okay. So it's completely random. And it's always after you go somewhere fun, like Amsterdam or um, Vegas. Like when I visited Amsterdam, um, everywhere I went, everyone was smoking and like offering it. And I'm like, no, I can't. Um, And people looked really confused by that. I met this group of kids and they're like, um, they're like, so do you want to smoke? And I'm like, no, I'll, I can't. I'll get tested. And they just are like, cocaine? And I'm like, no, again, like, I can't. I'm going to get drug tested. And they're just like, ecstasy. And I was like, okay, like, let's, we can do that. 
Um, we didn't, we didn't do that, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they just, they'll do it randomly. I got tested when I, when I came back from Amsterdam and then once when I think it was Colorado. So pretty much anywhere that you can smoke weed, they'll test you after mm-hmm. just to try and catch you. You ever, you ever see like a guy on on the flight just get too drunk and just take his shirt off, start yelling? <laughs> no, but I wish I wish I had. I mean, I've definitely seen people get too drunk and like um, get a little argumentative or grabby, but never take off their shirt. Have you ever seen a woman take off her shirt? No, not on a flight, but just in general. Ever? No, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm kidding, but no, but okay, not on a flight. And did you ever see? I know that you saw someone masturbating, but did you ever see someone <laughs> masturbating somebody else? Not in the bathroom, but you know what I mean? Um, did, were people ever using blankets and it seemed like they were covering something up that was suspicious? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I would walk past, like, couples sharing a blanket or, like, have, like, a jacket or something. And I don't, I don't know. I mean. You think something I was try, going on? I try not to look that long i didn't want to be like a like a creep about it and like stare does anything you know? smell on the plane yes <laughs> a lot of things smell on the plane um you ever, you ever anyone ever <laughs> sneak like a rooster in there or anything or any um, sort of animals or well so people are allowed to have emotional support animals um and that could even be like one time somebody it wasn't my flight but somebody had a, an emotional support pony what, like a uh, small horse. miniature horse. No kidding. Yeah, and so that like really cool. on the flight. Like, where the yeah, hell does it go? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess maybe in. I mean, it couldn't have been the emergency exit row because there, there's no way. Um, but I guess maybe like just in the aisle or like. I mean, it was like a mini horse, and yeah, yeah, yeah those are cool. And they they are cool. They're slapping, and they. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they put it. Um, How did they not turn that away? I mean, a pony? That's not so, practical. If it reduces anxiety. It's, it's not practical, but... <laughs> Creates um, anxiety for everybody else, probably, right? Yeah, but you have to allow someone to have their emotional support animal. It's like From having pony. like a... Um, yeah. Well, it's like having like a like a guide dog or like... um. You know, something like that. Like they have all the paperwork for it and everything. You can't turn it away. So well, people did the would have po- like, I mean, with know. the pony, is it going poo all over the place or what? Probably. I don't know. I wish I wish I'd uh, ask more questions about it. I was just like in shock. I'm like, that's wild, like crazy. There's a pony on your plane. Um, <sighs> I would think it probably did. I mean. Let's just say that it did. Let's just say that it did go on the plane. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I wish I had. I wish I had seen it. I've seen like, like a iguanas and like. Has a child ever gone yeah. missing on a plane? No. Um. <laughs> no. There's really not a lot of places they could go. I don't know. Has it, has ever have you ever gotten to a plane and there's there's simply too many people on this flight. There's like oh, yeah. somebody somehow snuck on or something. There, there, there's not enough seats. Oh yeah, that has happened. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Flights, How that... 
Well, airlines overbook flights all the time because um, because statistically, there sometimes people aren't going to show up for the flight. So, like, they'll overbook it and they'll sell like the same seats or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there were there were times where we literally just had to ask people like to decide between themselves. Like, do you want to stay or should they stay? Um, which but was kind of what about on the plane? Do you ever see a situation where after boarding has happened, mm-hmm. there's too many people on the planes because there was some kind of mess up maybe or something or somebody no. snuck on and hasn't anyone ever been able to sneak on a plane successfully in your, I, I'm sh- you know, I'm sure they have, but I, um, do you I've think never that, seen that where there's, I mean, because usually we get them off before, right. you know, like. Do you, do you think it's yeah. possible someone could sneak in by hiding in a piece of luggage or something? Has that ever happened? I don't, I mean, I've heard of it happening. Um, I've never seen it or experienced it. I feel like, I feel like that would be tough just considering like security. Maybe if you did it like once you were past security <laughs> and then someone got in. And then you've got the gate agent to like check the bag. Then I think you could do it. Has anyone ever slept inside of an overhead compartment? <laughs> um, you know, has no, anyone ever gotten people... in there? You know, and just hung out. In there I got, I got in, I got in one once, um, just to see if I could fit. It was before boarding, and we were <laughs> just hanging out in there, and um. People these like people would ask if they could get in for photo ops and stuff all the time, which I I was like, yeah, like sure. How clean is it on a plane, really? And is it pretty dirty? Um, right now things are definitely getting cleaned more as it no, takes but, forever. But yeah, I mean, it's um, what do we not know? What What are some of the things we don't want to know? Well. Like you have to drink the bottled water because like the water that comes out of like the, for like the sinks and everything and like, um, like we have like water faucets and stuff in the back. They're like you can't drink it because it's just super gross. Like the tanks are disgusting, and so, I mean, I, anytime I wash my hands on a plane, I always use like hand sanitizer too, just because it's like really gross water. Um, I mean, I feel like I never really see the planes getting cleaned because it's like we would get off and then a cleaning crew comes on and then they just like do it really quick. And then the person, the next people come on to restock like all the food and drinks. What about pillows? Are pillows clean or are they not that clean? Um, oh, so all that stuff gets thrown away um, for the most part. Like they'll throw the pillows away. Um, I think maybe the blankets get repurposed and like cleaned but um they're pretty good about that stuff what do i not want to know what do you not want to know i don't know i mean i don't know how clean some of the flight attendants hands are like i know when they're cooking like the meals for like i mean i've seen people like stick their hands in to make sure that it's like hot enough Uh. you know Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like with like the hot towels, like a lot of the time the hot towels are using that gross water, but just like heat it up 
for the hot towels that you're like putting on your face. So I never uh, use those either. Oh, this is a good tip. Yeah. Um, so, okay. But I think it depends too on like which airline you're at. But mm-hmm. um, And um, when people are taking off their shoes, putting their feet up on, or even leaving their shoes on and putting their feet up on other people's chairs, what do you do about that? Let it be until the other person complains? Yeah, usually, yeah. Because, I mean, like, it just happens so much. And you just look at them and, like, scoff. And you're just like, Do people's okay. feet stink? <laughs> and can you smell them? Um. Oh, yeah. I've definitely. There have been people on flights that have smelled really bad. And, like, people have asked to move. How um, about this? Have you ever smelled a seat after someone's been sitting in it for, say, five <laughs> hours or six hours? And you thought, what were they, what happened here? <laughs> no. You didn't smell that? No, that's never, I mean. I asked because, well, I think that, you know, it's not totally uncommon that someone might leave a smell there after being there for several hours. I, if they left a smell there then then we probably noticed right away because I'm sure they smelled really rank, just like bad. Um, Do you ever notice sometimes <laughs> that there's condensation left when somebody has gotten up from their seat? Mm. Condensation either on the seat or even uh, their, oh their oil, the oil from their head is on yeah. the seat. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. what do you do about that? We don't do anything about it. The cleaning crew would just have to take care of it. Okay. Um, it's funny being on with the cleaning crew too because they're always very like um, just no nonsense, like sassy. They're just like, oh, hell. Like there's just like some, especially in Atlanta, it's just like older women that are just like, oh, I'm not doing this today. Like, uh-huh. so, so sometimes they don't even clean up the oil and stuff like that. I mean, they'll just, like, wipe it real quick, and then it's, like... Well, no, because what I mean is, is that don't you get customers that are saying, can somebody wipe this? That's usually, like, the tray tables, because, like, you won't see them, like, because mm-hmm. they're put up. So, like, sometimes the tray tables will be gross, but for the most okay, part, it's, like, let the me ask you this. fine. The fans, mm-hmm. are you into them or not? The fans? Yeah, the blowers, like you the... know. Oh. What is that um... blowing at you? I mean, it's all recycled air. So Would you like, suggest I not having those on? I don't. Because um, it's like, I mean, on a plane, like on the air, yeah, it's like all recycled. So it's like every germ, every fart, every like right. everything that's like escaping into the air is just getting like blown into like this guy's mouth while he's passed out, which is kind of funny. But um, what's not- the worst fart you ever smelled <laughs> on the plane? and what did you do how did you deal with it i'm trying to think of a specific and did you talk about it with the other flight attendants and did they agree that oh this is the worst i think you know in the times that i had work usually in the back we're right next to the bathrooms so there would be some times where like I think there's this one time, oh my God, now I'm remembering. There's like this old lady that like basically, so she like pooped her pants. Mm-mm. 
yeah, she pooped her pants. And so she had to get like her like grandson or something like to help her. And then like they ended up throwing it into the trash, like in the, in the plane, like the bathroom trash. And so like for the whole flight, anytime the door would open it just like smelled so bad. And like, no one wanted to make, I mean, no, no one's going to make fun of like this old lady, like this poor old woman with like her incontinence, like this sucks. But, um, so like, yeah, we're right next to it. And so every time that it would open and you know how the doors go in a plane. So it's just like wafting it towards you. Like it's like a fan every time. Um, that was the worst. So I, I wouldn't say it was a fart, the worst fart, well, but like actual. Have, did you ever hear people fart? Did you oh, ever? You know what's funny? Flight attendants will fart through the aisles all the time and they call it crop dusting. And, if, and they'll do it to people they don't like. Really? Um, yeah, it's really funny. Ah, <laughs> it's this, really now funny. we're getting somewhere here. <laughs> so I've never done it, but I know. So they save the somebody, fart. You what? They save the fart. They're able to control they it. They save the fart for them, for this unruly passenger. So they'll walk by and they'll just cut it? Is, mm. Did they try to make a noise when they do it or they don't what? what? Um. I feel like the again, like the plane is louder than you think it is, so you don't really hear, unless it was it had a lot of power behind it. I don't think you would hear it. Do you know any flight attendants who ever experienced a, a passenger noticing it and say, "Did you just fart on me?" <laughs> no, I've never seen that. <laughs> or you never heard about that? I've never heard it. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. You never witnessed somebody farting on a plane, and I'm talking not a flight attendant, but just a passenger or anybody. Or I mean, a- I've. I've- I mean, I've definitely smelled it, like going through the aisles, and you know, you never heard somebody do it. And has anyone on a plane ever said out loud who farted? Oh yeah, really? (laughs) For sure, I've heard that. And was a doctor on the plane ever needed once before? Um, not on any of my flights. Is there a doctor Um, in the house? Did you ever? You never heard that. mm Mm-mm. No one ever needed medical attention on any of your flights before? Um, somebody needed oxygen once. There was like an older gentleman that was like having some trouble breathing. So I had to, we had to like get the tank out for him. Um, mm. But luckily, yeah, luckily there was never a situation like that. I mean, we, we were trained for it. Like I learned how to do, like I was um, CPR certified and I learned how to use um, a, um, I can't remember the name of it. Like the shock thing, like in case someone need a defibrillator. No, that's not it. Is mm. it a defibrillator? Whatever um, it's called, yeah, so, we know what it is. Yeah, whatever it's called, like the shock box thing. Like <laughs> if someone's having like a heart attack, we learned how to use those too. Because um, those are always on the plane. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been on the plane? You're like, push, you know, passing out, you know, stuff. And you kind of hear, you see somebody blowing up a balloon. Or a pool floaty or something. Because, you know, you can come in with it flat and put it in your bag and you start blowing it up and putting them around the plane. Has that ever happened? No, it hasn't. You guys are asking me so many things that I wish I'd seen in my time. Nobody ever had a beach ball and they were throwing it around the plane? Yeah. Um, I mean, people have had... I feel like that's had to have happened, especially with all the trips to Florida that I've done. Has anyone ever remember. done spitballs with a straw? Kids, some no. unruly kids, spitballing people. Um, never spitballs. I mean, I've had like food thrown at me, and I've had like chewed up food thrown at me. What by who? A kid like, or an adult? Kids, like kids. Um, 
Yeah, just like chewed up like cookies or. Did the cockpit ever stink? <laughs> I think it always stank. I really? think the cockpit constantly stank. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it stunk like what? Bo um, or underarm or some under leg I mean, or what? It's, it's just Cheek? a. Did it smell it's like? Just like two. Did it smell like underarm or between two cheeks? It smelled. It smelled like a, probably a little of both. I mean, it's two. It's just two uh, hungover dudes in there. Uh, you know, so definitely between two cheeks, between two guys, between four cheeks, I guess. Right. Is the smell? Did you ever talk on the loudspeaker? Yeah, I did. Um, you just reminded me of something. Actually, the. <laughs> So I had two incidences where <clears throat> one of them I actually got in trouble for is the first time I ever did the safety demo. I think my ringtone was something like, I think it was actually like at the time it was like the Sailor Moon theme song maybe. And so I'm doing the safety demo and I was getting a call and I couldn't figure out how to stop the speaker or my, in so I'm like fumbling with my phone and like that's playing over the speaker. But that wasn't even the worst time because it was just the first time I ever did the announcement. Uh, and another time, I think like, I don't remember what the video was, but I was on my phone. I'm like looking, I'm like texting someone. And then I pull up like my, my internet and it was like, <sighs> this is embarrassing. So it's just like a Pornhub video that just like started playing like while no. I'm like, looking at text and I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the thing doing the demo and I'm just like, you know, please like stay in the upright position with your tray tables and Whoa. like everything. And so then there's just like Pornhub and there's like a like peak time in the video. It's like playing and I'm just like frozen. Do you think people heard it over the loudspeaker? People definitely heard it over the loudspeaker. Did people laugh? It was like, I mean, I, a few people laughed. I mean, I, you couldn't see me. So it was just like the girl is in the aisle doing the, the demonstration of the seatbelt. And like, I'm supposed to be saying it. And then you just hear like, you know, you know, like, you know, the sounds in porn, like that really just unrealistic, just like high pitched. Moan. Lots of yes, the, the moans. And so I'm like trying to get it turned off. At this point, I've stopped saying the safety demo so and it's just the video and I'm trying to turn it off I just like toss my phone like over like where the drinks and stuff are and um I just kept reading it like I I didn't want to you were capable of reading the demo and checking texts well at that point when that happened at that point it was like just like memory like you read you hear it every day even though you've done it so many times, you're able to speak something and be reading something else? Oh, yeah. I do it all the time for work now because um, it just like sort of, I don't know. I mean, it sort of just becomes like a habit. Like you can just sort of like shut that part off. Did you ever try to be funny intentionally on the loudspeaker? Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes... Um, we would do like accents or something, or we would like make little jokes or. Um, Did you ever get laughs? Yeah. Did that feel good? Was that kind of a rush or? Yeah, 
I mean, it's always fun to get laughs. Like, I, do any you flight know? attendants ever, when they do the loudspeaker thing and they get laughs, do they think maybe I should do stand up comedy? You know, actually, I I did do stand up comedy after I was a flight attendant because so. you got a little bit of a rush from that. <laughs> yeah. After was... after you did it, it was somebody in the audience like, dude, you got to do stand up. You know. No, they never told me. I mean, I did get told I was funny, but I, I, uh, the, the, the only time I ever did stand up comedy was actually after going to an open mic and someone being like, oh, you should do this too. Mm. Um, but no, they never told me on the plane. But you did get inspired from the plane experience. Oh, maybe I could do an open mic. I, I, I would, I don't know if it would be that experience, but, but yeah, I mean, it was fun. Like it was, it's definitely like fun to make, to be able to make people laugh. Like it was like, it was like the coolest part of the job was just being able to like, like, you know, joke around and like, you have like a whole plane full of friends for like this set amount of time, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen, did you ever see a pilot or a flight attendant freak out, have a nervous breakdown or something during a flight? Um, for the most part, everyone was pretty composed. Um, there was this one girl that like found out her boyfriend was cheating on her like during the flight because um, we would have Wi-Fi, and so um, she was like texting or like messaging uh, like Facebook Messenger or something back and forth, and um, so she just ended up crying like the whole flight. And so I had to do like everything by myself because she was just in the back like, mm. crying, which and just drinking and crying, which was rough. Don't you ever been on a hot air balloon? Have I ever been? No, it's actually my dream to be on a hot air balloon. I, I really want to be on one. Are you really no used to being in the air now? Or oh. Are you not scared of flying at all now? No, I'm really comfortable flying. I fly a lot. Um, do you like flying now? Or do you yeah. kind of... Okay, so you're not annoyed by other things about it after having experienced it so much. Yeah, no. I it's It's definitely like... It's better being on like the other end of it, or because I don't have to work, like I don't have to do anything, and I just get to just like go where I'm going. What's I your love favorite airport? My favorite airport? Yeah. Um, I really like the Denver airport a lot. It's really it's so strange. Um, all the murals in it, um, are really creepy, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. I have. I've heard about. Yeah. It. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah, all the murals are, are really strange and uh, people talk about it. Um, like it's shaped like a swastika for some reason. It's just really weird and mysterious. And I really, I really like it a lot. Did you ever um, go to the Singapore airport? No, I never went. Mm-hmm. What's it, what's it like? Wait and see. Okay. No, it's <laughs> okay, probably the I best airport. To... It's probably the best airport I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the one in, I liked the, the airport, um, Charles de Gaulle in Paris. Um, there was just, uh, like those little, you know, those macaroon cookies mm-hmm. everywhere. And they're my favorite. I, I would eat them every day if I could. And macaroon like before them. noon. Yeah. All day if I could. Yeah, those were good. So that was probably... Wait, let me ask you something. Do you swoon for the macaroon? I swoon for the rune, yeah, like a lot. (laughs) The the sandwich ones you're talking about, right? 
Yeah. Aren't those called macarons or French macarons, Mac- right? Yeah, macarons. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're called macarons or French macarons. macarons. The other kind of macaroon is the coconut thing, right? Yeah. I just, I didn't want to embarrass myself by trying to, to say Macron? it in a French way. Macron? Yeah, you're, you're really good at it. You've nah. been really killing the French, um, like impressions this whole time. Macron. That really takes me back. You like the Macron. I give you a Macron (laughs) and a and a hundred dollar and a hundred dollar necklace or something like that. Uh (laughs) Well, look. You're too good at that. (laughs) Well, you know, it was me the whole time. I think probably. Oh my god, what a twist. That yeah, that's be. the twist. I wanted to just get oh. your perspective. You have dreams about being in the sky or what? <laughs> no. Um I do miss fine. it sometimes. I miss it sometimes. One of my favorite things about like uh like being in a flight attendant was like the hotels, like the layovers, like hanging out. They always gave us the nicest hotels, but they always um would give us a room with like two beds. So, um, especially when I went places like uh, Portland, like there's a lot of homeless people in Portland and Utah, like Salt Lake City. So um, I would always just like invite homeless people to like come what? <laughs> to my room. Well, okay. So I'm like, okay, uh, I have extra bed and like, it would be rainy and like it would suck and i'm like okay well you could just come like i would like hang out like because i was always going out by myself and i would just meet people and talk to them like buy them some food and be like why don't you just come hang out in my hotel and then you can just sleep in a in a bed and you can actually shower um and like hang out for the night and then just go be homeless tomorrow would you sleep in there too yeah not in the same bed like i had my own bed no no i know you just trusted that they would be okay. I mean, I, I had spent, usually would spend like the day or like a, like at least a couple hours talking to them first. And I've always been, I mean, it's really surprising that I haven't been like a serial murdered or anything yet. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I just never really worried about it. Like I just sort of looked at it as like a, how many times did you have a homeless person sleep in your hotel room? A lot, especially I mean, probably every many, time I went to Portland. Uh, how many like times? Ten times. Like ten? Ten, ten times. Like five. And you never, in those ten times, never experienced any sketchy behavior from any one of those times? I think, no. Honestly, I think pro- they were probably more freaked out by me. Uh, just being like this, like, How old were the age range of these people? Um, I mean, I think probably the oldest couldn't have been older than like maybe like mid thirties or they were young homeless people. Yeah. Like important. There's so many like homeless people, like, you know, people that had fallen on hard times. Like I met this guy that was like a, he like, he was like a, an ex heroin addict or something. And he like lost his family. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he was like, I think that guy was like maybe 40, but I don't know. I feel like, Looking back on it now, I probably should have been more concerned about it, but I think maybe I looked like the scary one because I was like, come to my room. Like, yeah. come sleep in my room. And, and all of them were male, too? 
No, no. It was like a com- I mean, it was just a combination of people. Mm-hmm. Like, did they have ticks or anything like that? Or <laughs> no, food? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, maybe I didn't get close enough to know to notice. The ticks might have got close enough to you, perhaps. No, I, I never got one. You care about them using the same toilet you're using and touching towels and things. And I mean, just you didn't care about any kind of. Well, I guess you just didn't care, I guess, about that stuff. No. Hmm. No, it was just cool. It, just I out, really hold loved... on, just out of curiosity, did, was there ever any romantic connection between the homeless person and you? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, at least not. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure in my life I've probably hooked up with someone that I thought was maybe just like a hipster and ended up being homeless, but I, not not while I was a flight attendant. Really? it's interesting maybe maybe in my life maybe once in my life i'm not gonna say it never happened Hmm. but definitely not while i was a a flight attendant yeah was anyone reluctant to come come back to the room to stay there and you were like no no come on no i well yeah maybe a few people because i guess it was just really strange of me um but i mean everyone always ended up coming and they were really um Sometimes it did act a little weird. They're weirded out by it, but I mean, I think they appreciated it. So, did they did ever you kind get of feel the... powerful like that? Did, I, did what? You feel like a little bit of power, like, like no. you're like, no, come stay, come on, you know. And then like they're kind of spooked, not powerful in a bad way, just. Um, we'll forget that. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it was just like, like I, I, I could understand why they would feel that way. Um, but I don't know. I just like thought it would be, I'm like, I'm like, I get these hotel rooms all the time. And like, with like this, like $20 room service bill or whatever, and like extra beds and like extra towels. And they're just like people like, this guy's going to sleep on a bench. Like, I just thought that was so weird. (laughs) I think it's so super generous. And none of them got the wrong idea about you that you were inviting them to your room. They didn't think, Oh, she wants to do something in a romantic way. No, honestly, everybody was really cool. Like they, um, I never ran into any problems. No one ever stole anything from me. Nobody ever was weird to me. Um, I think it's just like I think, I think there's just something about I don't. I guess I was just like I was so nice. Like so, I felt like that was like my protection against anything. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like what they're like. I'm what well, I'm not gonna like do anything to this girl because like. Just being super nice to me, so. Yeah. Uh, but I tell my friends that and they think I'm crazy. They're like, "You're literally psychotic. Like you could have, so many things could have happened." Um, and I would have definitely gotten fired for that if if anyone had found out, because I would just leave and let them stay in the room mm-hmm. and be like, "Just try and be out by this time," and like, you know. Wow, I'm sure that yeah. they these people um, really depreciated that. Yeah, I hope they're doing okay. I mean, you can't really, um, it's like before Obama phones, you know, so I don't really know how to get in touch with any of them. Uh, they didn't have like homeless people phones then. Uh, so hopefully they're doing okay. Um, if any of them ever hear this, then they know, <laughs> I guess, um, that I, that I'm wishing them well. Um, but aside from that, I mean, that was probably like my favorite thing that and just being able to see new places and like help out where i could to see new homeless people and 
house them to, for a night and stuff. Yeah, to house um, <laughs> house more homeless people for a night. You know, they ever they ever have pets with them? Did I? Did, oh, did pets, they ever no. bring pets into the hotel? No, um, no. That I never I never had anyone with with a pet or anything in the hotel. That would have been probably a lot riskier have a dog in there right well look thanks for um coming on and yeah, sharing yeah. and talking and so on and so forth yeah, yeah definitely thank you. this was fun thanks for having me of course our guest has been jackie montana thank you to donnie devonian for being here as well if you like the program you can rate and review it on itunes you can also connect on the Facebook page. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. You can also go to allthingscomedy.com. My name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening.